Buenas noches, San Antonio and Italy. It's Puto S A F C. It's Matt and Clayton. Clayton, that's a more. Welcome back to two, the two two two, the Shad Pad. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a, that's a more kind of night, man. Like. I'm feeling some amore. Well, here we are on my porch, drinking some drinks, talking about life and soccer as well, and you're in love. The moon is out. The crickets are cricketing, as Mr. Stolarski will hear due to our hi-fi sound. What are you talking about? There's some um, famous quote that I heard the other day about about autumn and and love or or life starting or something like I can't even remember what it is but I thought about the, that song on the way over here because I am in love with Jordan Pedruza <laughs> and we're just, like I know that's getting it. right into it real simple <laughs> but it, it, you know like there's an Italian thing there's a love thing that I have going on right now and so I thought that was you know but as I pulled up I was listening to those number three dinners uh, down in SA, and I said to you, you know what? Maybe this should be our our theme music. And at least I have a question to ask. Like, is Puerto San Antonio is that like a non-comparative adjective? So like, you'd brought up and said, well, don't you think Doug Som may be more Puerto San Antonio than list number three dinners? Like, are you are you just Puerto San Antonio, or can something be more Puerto San Antonio? You, I'm at a loss for words. All right. Well, I don't know. I guess okay. is what I'm supposed to say. All right. Well, anyway, we're here. <laughs> we went from Jordan to you in your car to well, the music. I was tying it with the music. Some I, kind of adjectives that I don't know. You're gonna have to tell me what that means. Non-comparative is like dead. You can't get any more dead. You can't get deader. It like it can't be compared parallel. No, puro is pure. So like there are levels of pureness. Okay. All right. There, all right. There and. Well, it, is, is, it, is it a literal? Is it a literal translation, or is it more of a state of mind, or a uh, you know, if you say something's puro in Spanish, like, do you mean are you talking about the actual purity, like the cut of the cocaine, or are you talking about like you're the, talking about the actual like purity. this is where you're from, this is where what both, but you can be more from somewhere than someone else. Okay. Is is someone from New York or someone more from New York? Both. Okay. That's my answer. Uh, Neither A nor B. You know what? This like is a soccer say. show and an etymology, uh, and an etymology discussion. You know, I prepared for the soccer show. I didn't prepare <laughs> for your ramble through Italy's SAFC and etymology. All right. Well, I wanted to use yes, as a way. You had a proposal for me. Yeah. Ten seconds before we, I took all my copious notes on these two home games, both one and a half pages of notes that are not very detailed, and then you came to me from left field. Well, and, and it kind of ties into you having a bunch of notes. I didn't have any notes, or I, I, I did, and the only thing I had written on my page was 
Jordan Pedruza. Over and over and over. Yeah, it was just, like the, it was like the little little girl like writing on hearts. her butter crust her butter crust book cover like I heart so and so or it was it was like that like um and so it, you did you say that what your proposal for the episode was yet? We just talked entirely about Jordan Pedruza, how the guy got here, what him being here means to this team, like going forward, what he's done, where he's come from, and like. It has all kinds of tie-ins, like where from the USL two coming here. Okay, okay, like, okay. Slow your roll. All right. We're not all in the wormhole with you. All right. Okay. Talk me down to the to your internet wormhole love. All right. Of having a Jordan Pedruza, you couldn't even we couldn't even remember his name the last time I saw you. Before Wednesday, he had. I'm smitten, Matthew. What his, can I say? I'm smitten. Well, so who is he? All right. Jordan Pedruza was signed. Maybe three weeks ago, from Toronto FC two that plays in the USL first division, which is one division below us. He is signed to a professional contract for Toronto FC, an MLS team, a good MLS team, and um, he has come out on on loan to play with us because Toronto F- Toronto two is not playing. Yeah, they can't cross the border. Right, and there's a there's border issues, and I don't know whether what what it is, but. Um, but apparently they they think enough of this kid and they want this the kid to be playing obviously. So San Antonio FC was lucky enough to get him. How old is he? He's nineteen. Okay. He's nineteen. He's young. Where's he from? He's he's a Canadian national. I don't know where in in Canada. You don't but know where he was born. I didn't. I was gonna get on the Wikipedia page. Was he born page. in Italy or was he born in Canada? No, but he played in Italy at some point. Um, I don't know if he lived there or he. I don't know the level of his Italianness. Maybe that's a little. Well, looking at little, his last name and looking at him in the on the field, he is Italian heritage. Yeah, that and that's another thing that I thought we could talk about as well. When you watch it, and I'm getting ahead Let's of myself. Let's talk about. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, go ahead. He's, go ahead. He's go ahead. On, yeah. What were you gonna? What did you? What did you think we? Could when talk you watch about? him play, you uh-huh. see the Italian heritage oh, in his game. In his he, pants. He looks like an Italian. <laughs> he looks like an Italian forward, doesn't okay. he? Like, don't lead me, counselor. Do you think that do, do you see that in his game? That's where we're starting this. No, but you had told me to go ahead. But anyway, okay. going back, so we've signed him. He didn't start the first game. He came on in the um, second half, I believe, in the three games ago. Yes, he has started the last two games. Correct. Um, which leads us to what people probably tune into. Some people tune into this show is we had a game this last weekend. We played Oklahoma City at home on Saturday, and we won two to nil. He scored both goals. You neglected in the who he is to say. I got down the wormhole enough to know that he was the leading scorer in USL League One last. There year. we go. I wasn't going full bio, but with something like twenty goals in thirty games, you've so, been sniffing around, MC. You've been sniffing around. Not Stay a away goal, from my man. Not a goal a game. But a good strike record, and I think I um when we first signed him, and he, and here's something to think about, um when we first signed him, I kind of, huh, that doesn't seem like the position that we really need yeah. to um to fill. Like okay, we, I can tie that in. There we see. I, there's a lot we can. There's a lot going on here, bro. It's complex. <laughs> there's a lot going on in your pants <laughs> for young Jordan. Okay. We've been playing three forwards the last three games, and it's not just Jordan. We did bring in this guy on loan, 
But I don't think we're playing three forwards because we got him on loan. No. It's become apparent that we're playing that we got him on loan because we need to play three forwards because we don't have any warm bodies in midfield. That's a that's a discussion as well. And let's do it. This is gonna let's maybe take us a little bit away from Jordan. But no, it's Jordan adjacent. So um, we got his yes, bio. exactly. It's Jordan adjacent. So here we go. So PC has not played the last couple of games. He played I think, almost every minute of every game yes, this year, right? I, and I think Hankinson. Uh, you and I both watched on TV. We were not there physically present at the game on Saturday. But there was Hankinson and the guy that he calls the game with had some pretty insightful stuff that they that they were talking about in, in, in relation to this. They did, but Tim Hankinson puts me to sleep. He is he is um, has a very lulling voice. It's like he doesn't realize there's a game going on. He's in the middle of a story, and we're attacking at full pace, and he's telling his story. Well, he's yes, and he's also. You can tell he's a coach that's watched a lot of soccer. Yeah. And like, uh, and so this is just another, another day at the office for just him. Another game. Right, another day at the office. So, yeah. so anyway. Um, PC. PC, I, I think, is hurt. or Either that, or he's got a card accumulation, or he's on the verge of getting a card accumulation. They referenced that in their <laughs> game comments during the game. That's baloney. He's got to be hurt. So he is not right. He's not. He hasn't played the last two games. He started every game this season, correct? Yes. Until the last two. Yes. You wouldn't just do that. Zachary Haravo. I saw a breaking news at the last home game. The the game that we broadcast from, or that we potted from, that was on a Wednesday night. Let's keep it confidential here. I'm not going to name any names. I ran into a source. And a source told me that Haravo is done for the season. He's having some kind of sur- he's, he's having some kind of surgery. He didn't go into what it, what's wrong with him or anything like that. He just I, I specifically asked where he's been. He said he's done for the season. He's having some kind of surgery. So that's two of two starting center midfielders, right? Not playing due to injury, it appears. Yes. Again, back to last year's harping on the dead horse. No mention of this. SFC is not great about doing, and it could be for a variety of reasons. They don't want to give away information. They don't have to. They don't want to share people's personal stuff. You know, what whatever they're 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 they're, it just no. They're they're consistent in not letting us know. No official team word on the injuries. They let us go when a player leaves. Generally, (laughs) not all the time, but you know, like. So both starting center midfielders hurt. Can I can I talk? Keep going. Go go. So what we saw in the last two games, I noticed this in my notes. It is uh, Peruzza adjacent. Jose Gallegos and Christian Pirano. No, our center midfield pairing. Oh, is now Gorski. Jose Gallegos and Hunter Gorski. Gorski has become the an attacking kind of PC role. An attacking midfielder and a center defender have gone forwards and backwards to meet in the middle, and so we've got this Franken middle of a defender and an attacker playing center midfield, and there are only two midfielders. They're the only ones in there. There are a lot of times, Clayton, during these games when you had our four defenders and five or six attackers with a gulf between them, and it was really odd. Right. It looked like old man soccer. It kind of did. Right. Because you had this kind of stopper guy in Hunter Gorski. But I'll tell you what I, I saw... Gorski's getting better each game at this, so he's improving. He's starting to um, take a couple more touches to give him space, and then try to pe- play the ball forward instead of instead of either defending or facing backwards and playing the ball backwards. And some line breaking passes, some some diagonal balls, some forward balls that worked. So 
I'm happy to, that I've seen improvement because a week ago I was ready to pounce on how bad he was at this. But it's it looks like, and you made reference to this, that this three up front is not an experiment. It's not a, this is a trial to see if we can do it. It looks like this is what we're doing because it looks like not having Haravo maybe is they've decided to like... Yeah. The last three games, you've also seen three forwards, a left, a right, and a middle, right? This, Correct. There's no disguising it. They don't come back to play defense. They're up there pressuring the other team's defense, but they're not coming back in our box. I don't love it, as I've expressed many times, but I understand that, you know, hard times, hard measures, or whatever. Right, and so um, I think I think maybe when we got that kid, Pedruza... Uh-huh. Maybe um, maybe Marcina is thinking to himself, you know what, this this could this can work because we create we created a lot more chances over the last couple of games in that formation than we did when we first when we first played it. Oh, it's gotten better. Yeah, does that does, have we or has Jordan Perusa created so, chances? So let's talk about that. So let's go. He. You know how we've talked about with Solnyak? He has a little thing like, yeah. um, like just knowing where the ball's going to be. And that's something that you that's love to Solnyak see out of a striker. Skill. Yes, that's Solnyak's Solnyak skill. Solnyak knows where to go before you know where to Pedruza, go. Pedruza, I've noticed, and this is my he knows where the goal is immediately. Like, yeah. And how, how am I getting this ball in that goal? As soon as, like, I see that going through his head. Like, you know, the name of this game is to score a goal and put the ball in the back of the net. How am I doing that? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen him pass in the attacking third ever. And that's not a... And that can be a negative thing. That's not but, a complaint. But you're, you're kind of saying, yes, yeah. that, that's that mentality. Yeah. That's the mentality that he has. I'm within shooting range. How do I shoot? And he has, as quickly as possible. And he has a lot of different ways to attack the goal as well, right? Yes, We've seen he's him got in, left, left, and left. He, but in in the air as well, very Italian. In that, like, seen I've seen him attacking the ball. Like he missed an open header, but it was a great run. He's a t- exactly he like regardless of the actual technical finish or whether or not I know what you mean. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, I do agree. He he's he knows where the goal is at all times, and if there's a chance to put the ball on the frame, he would. And he's got a rocket for a left foot. So right. let's talk technical skills. The kid can rocket a shot. Both of these goals were just. Bombs. He's a big. He's a big kid. We we've seen him down close when when we were sitting there. He's um he's thick through the shoulders and his legs are thick. Right? Yes. <laughs> like I'm trying to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go down that road. But he, um, uh, he doesn't look it on TV, or even from far away. But when he came close to the bench, it's just like he's a 11 tenth scale human. He's just bigger than most he's, people. He's burly. Yeah. Is burly a good way to, to describe? Yeah, and his... usually you think that means you're overweight or something or really really thick but he's just a man-sized kid yeah he's rough rough and tumble and he's that kid that's a, in high school everyone's like that guy's full grown. he does not look 19 no he looks much older and mature 31. than 19 <laughs> yeah. i would think he's a veteran yes so any so going to the game itself he created chances he um he he was all over the field right no he was playing all over the right forward and doing great and getting off shots. He wasn't defending or playing right. midfield. And, and once again, let's go back to... He the, was the best player on the field. O- Oklahoma is, is a bad team, right? Can we just go ahead and, and say that? I guess so. I guess so. But he... 
he was the player of the game. For sure. I put a star by his thing. He could have, and as they said on the announcing, he could have had four, five, six goals. And that's not a knock. That's to say he was close to having four goals. Yes, exactly. Like If the I mean, ball bounced his way. A striker that creates that many or has that many chances, you know, and finishes two of them, you're happy with that. That's fine. You know, like... Um, he makes our hardworking Argentine gauchos... They didn't start Luis Solnac, so the best forward in our, in my opinion. Right, it was Dorenzo, Bailone, and and Pedruza. And Pedruza made them look pedestrian. There you go. That's exactly what I was. And like, we've seen them play, and, what, and kind of how I've noticed that what his special skill is just ball the back. When they get the ball, you don't always see a purpose with those guys, with Dorenzo and Bailone. Like, they're kind of like, yeah. who's up here with me? You know, and then they hesitate, well, now I'll go on goal. He gets it, and it's like, I don't care who's with me. I'm going on goal, and that's not always a great thing. But it's a skill you want to see out of your, out of for sure. You you want him to have that. If he's gonna go on to greater things, he's he's got to have it, and he's got it. So that how about just brief assessment? Does, does that guy seem like someone that could that could be that could be somewhere else? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Definitely. I mean, he seems like he'd be a lot to handle, right? I mean, he's a physical guy. Those big MLS defenders would have a like they can just push him. They can't just push him off the ball. They're not going to win every header. He's going to be in there. Like, I don't know because could he go in the MLS and be like Will Bruin? Bo- bottom end, okay. Yeah. My baseline is he could go be Will Bruin and score twelve goals a year. Okay, because he knows what to do. He knows where to go. He knows when the shot is on, and he'll take it. Sure, but he's not Thierry Henry. You know? No, but the egotism in that way is good. It, maybe if he were to – the critique would be if he's going to go to Europe or something because he's that good. Sure, I mean, he played in Italy. I, I don't remember. Oh, well, if he's going to go back to Europe and play in a professional league as an adult, I think there's other parts of the game. But in terms of can he be someone's – I think – you could put him up top, you know, if he matures on a natural rate, you can put him up top as a striker like Jossie's artist or something and have him play MLS easy next year, right? I, that's, what do you think? I'm, I'm, um, it's hard for me to tell because I haven't seen enough good young soccer mm. to, 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 and be able to compare it to the other other soccer that I watch on TV all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, seeing it live and in person is very different than on TV. But, I mean, we've seen him do all different types of things. Like, we've seen him do some pretty graceful moot, like, like go on some runs and take some guys on, right? Like, in that game that we, uh, the Wednesday game that we attended, that he hit the ball off the crossbar. Yeah. And he took, like, three guys on and then put it off the crossbar. It's just always hard to know if that's someone's trick and that's their thing and they do it. And that's all they have. Right. But Arjun Robin did that and became a world star. So, you know, if you get good enough at the thing you're good at, that's a path. Sure. We've seen P- Christian Pirano do the drag it across, do the Arjun Robin across the box and score two or three goals over the last, yeah. like, month or so, right? But so there's a path where you get better at the thing you're good at and that propels you. And then there's getting better at the other things and becoming a more complete player. I'll tell you what, I like, I'm enjoying watching it and I enjoy having this conversation and it's nice to, to, I mean, it's pretty cool that this guy just shows up. And you like that hot new thing? Yeah, and you know what? And like, it's not just a like. I mean, I think that we decided. I think we decided that we were going to have to play that way 
and a special guest appearance by Angie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we figured out that we have to we have to play that way, and he's definitely going to help us play that way. How about oh yeah. That? Oh yeah. So, when, did you have any notes about any other player? That's part of what my love is from. Is like I don't remember anyone else from this game other than him. Yes, I do. Okay. Wednesday night at after. Oh yeah. Actually, I'm going to answer that question. I have a special thing, Clayton. I've downloaded. I've got a video for you to watch. All right, are you ready for this? So, just real quickly, he played at Empoli from 2014 to 2018, but it says on his youth career. He wasn't under a professional contract, but he, okay. he was living in Italy for four Where years. Where is he born? He's born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, okay. Okay. They always say there's a ton of, of Italians in Toronto. There we so. go. Okay, I want you to watch this video. Are you ready for it? Ooh, nice. There's a video component to this. Yeah. Okay. You asked me, did anyone else impress me at those games? Here you go. Listeners, this video is called... What do you, what's it called? Jose Gallegos is an insane dribbler. The announcers note that... So this is a compilation. This isn't from the last game. Just while we're talking, these are all of Jose Gallegos' best moves from this year. He's, he's done some pretty... He's, I mean... Just watch him clown some guys real yeah, quick. Yeah, there's going to be a Meg here in just a second that oh, I remember there being right. Yeah. Being there's right a sombrero also. And these are professionals. These are adults. This is not men's league or high school. So that's who impressed me, Clayton. Jose Gallegos had the game-winning goal on Wednesday night. He did have the game-winning goal. And um, that was a great game. You had to leave at halftime. And, uh, did I? Yes. Because you had kids. to pick up the kids. Yes. Yeah. And at that point, it was 2-1 to one us. And then they tied it up. And then... You know, we, we potted at halftime, and and then uh, Gallegos gets the winner and puts it in the side netting, and we won 3-2. to two. 72nd minute. Yeah. Watching that video that you're watching, I don't know, maybe it's not good radio, but it just made me realize that, I mean, for a rookie or a, sorry, a second-year player, his first pro year, he's really impressive. He scored a game winner in a game also. I mean, like Lee, like Lee Bob said when we had uh, assist, assistant coach Lee Bob on the show, yeah. like his ceiling is, it's, I don't even know if we know what his ceiling is. I mean, I don't either. You know what I'm like? Yeah, he's clowning guys in the USL, like professional players. I think he's moving on soon, is what I mean. Well, and like, I want to see him play in the U.S. national team youth league team. You know, let's, let's go back to, um, to uh, us watching the game on TV on Saturday, did it seem like Hankinson and the other announcer talked about, and if a listener isn't sure, Ethan Bryant coming back to SAFC? Didn't they mention Ethan Bryant a lot and like and said that like almost made it seem like he was an immediate part of our plans? So listeners that weren't aware, um, Ethan Bryant is a San Antonio kid that came up through the San SAFC Academy. And is probably the first well-known person to come out of the SAFC Academy. It's a good segue. He was he was Jose Gallegos of last year. Yeah, there we go. Played seven games, maybe sixteen games. I don't know, something like that. Played a lot of games. And then and then signed with a second division Belgian team. Is the story I heard. I never saw the team play. I never saw him play or anything. Yeah. And now he's back. We don't know the circumstances under why he's back, or I don't anyway. I think um, I heard the, the theory was Corona. Going to Europe's difficult. 
I'm not sure if he can go right now. Yeah, and I don't know if he was back here like between their season because their season would have just started probably. Yeah, and so like maybe he had a difficult time getting back. But I wh- think, whatever. I think we could use him right now. He's you, a center midfielder. We talked about right. This ties into your. You know, we're playing three up front now. This is it, man, because the cupboard is bare at center mid, it seems like, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and then in addition to Ethan Bryan, they also signed a big defender that they talked about. I can't remember what his name is. No, but from Memphis. And and he started for uh, Kansas City 2, um, whatever they're called, yeah. when they won the championship. Huh. I think he was the other starter alongside the uh, the Canadian uh, Eastern European guy that we had for all three games last year or whatever before yeah, he left. I like that guy. But um, anyway, this guy supposedly is big, and that's what we've talked – like, you've talked about it. Dude, if that guy comes in and let's say he's probably going to – it doesn't seem like he would come here to not play. Like, he's just supposed to be – He could be an insurance policy. You think? I, I don't know. I haven't seen him play. I don't remember him or anything like that. Okay. But um, who gets bumped out of our back line? Well, you're segueing into something I had in my notes from the game also. Cal Montgomery didn't look good? No, but I agree. Okay. I agree. Uh, three of our back four, Matt Cardone, Kai Green, Josh Yarrow. Cardone, Green, Yarrow all started the last two games, <laughs> played most of the game. Angie, shh. They're all starters from last year. So three of our four defenders were starters from last year, and we won both of these games. Yeah, and, I mean, What's we don't have say? to go back to last year and say – you know, I don't know. That's a good question because, I mean, we weren't always mentioning those three in in good terms last year, right? There were a lot of issues that we had with them, but they've stuck around, stuck with it, and they're part. I mean, does it worry you? Is that what you're getting at? No, no. I, I I'm glad you asked because I'm getting at what a difference a different coach and a different system can make. That three of our same four back four in this formation were regulars last year. More than regulars. They played almost every minute last year when we were losing and tying many, many games. Do you think it has something to do with the way that we've had to change our formation? And now with Cardona in the back, not like we've talked about, he can't play with his feet as much. No. And so we're going – I think it does. So No, no, no. I, I agree. He can't. I think, I think this coach is asking them to do things they're better at. I, well, and I think with the personnel change, it goes with the style that we're playing. Like – if you're going to play out of the back with Dane St. Clair, then you want guys that are probably better passers of the ball, right, and better. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, but and I think there's a there's, we've decided we're not playing that way. Exactly. So we, we pivoted. Yes. And these guys, I think there's injuries. There's got like there's a reason that Tainer didn't start. There's a reason that other guys didn't play. Oh, and, in this in this game, I and, thought you meant yeah, in this game, and we're making it work with players from last year that we weren't necessarily successful with. Yeah, I mean we've. The squad rotation, whatever you want to call it, or maybe not squad rotation, maybe out of necessity. Yeah. Like, it it's worked. We've been able to adjust without any major hiccups, and that's that's great. And that's you can chalk that up to good coaching. You can chalk that up to having a good system, like or 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 yes. no, or knowing yes. your or knowing your players. Yes. Like no, all, all those things. Also, opponents that you know. Yes. And it's good that the coach played these guys at times when we, we I kind of raise an eyebrow. Why are you subbing out this person? Why is this guy playing? He's rotated the squad pretty well to at least keep people f- involved in yeah. the team. They're not released. Tell you what, I wish we still had Jose Enriquez who got it released. Maybe he was that off. Was he 
when he'd been, been able to play in the middle. It's, he played in the it's middle for us some games, started right? Started against FC Dallas in the middle. Yeah. In the preseason opener. But, you know, coronavirus, you never know what's going on. So there's other reasons. But, but we're, we're not questioning it. Like, I think we're bringing it up in a good way that, yeah. like, like you said, we have pivoted with it's been a fairly seamless transition. Now, it's a separate conversation if the way that we're playing now – can this be effective, and can we make it work against the better teams? That's because the issue. against El Paso, it didn't it didn't look very good. They had the ball probably 65 percent of the time, and and it, and it wore us down. It I seemed agree. like to me. Also in the Austin game, I went back and looked because I just kind of wondered. I wonder what the shots were like. Do you want to guess? You want me to just tell you? No, go ahead, tell me. Austin outshot us twenty-one to ten. Yeah. So we won the game. We scored in the ninth second. Right. And we scored a game winner from the hometown kid. But they outshot us, and that's not they're not that great. We haven't kept the ball like we were before. Remember when, when the PC Haravo thing first started? And I was like, and I think maybe it was, it was those stretch of games that were all packed together and you didn't get to see them all at once. But I was like, hey, they're doing the lineup that we want to see look like and it yeah. looks really good yeah. and we were having the ball and we yeah. were keeping it around the other teams 18 and like if, if it wasn't on then we'd swing it around and we'd keep it and like we we were winning the possession all the time we were pinning teams in yes we didn't pin either of these teams now in. it's now it's 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 not um really it's i wouldn't call it a super attractive style of foot of soccer that we're watching right now it's not domination either yeah but it's good. We're winning, and I'm not complaining. Right, exactly. But I'm with you that, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like a... And as a matter of fact, we're, I, I find it admirable, and I'm in admiration of it, yeah. that we've been able to, to, to drastically change the format and the style, you know? Well, I mean, there's first world problems, and this is like, <laughs> a, like a first place problem, when I'm complaining about the formation or the personnel in games that we're winning. Right, but exactly. We're not talking... The, the, the differences between getting the playoffs and and having someone to yell at and like going to the playoffs expecting to win the game it's, it's a lot better than this time last year when, oh, yeah. we're, when we were when we're saying dude did you see any heart out there <laughs> dude did you see anybody like no I saw people that actively looked like they didn't care you know yeah. like we're not having anything close to that conversation no not at all so I have a question for you yeah lay it on me um Make it Pedraza related. Jordan Pedraza was starting at right forward. Yeah. On Saturday, he scored two goals. He was replacing Luis Sonia. Christian Pirano. Oh yeah. Right forward. What's up with Christian Pirano? Ooh, that's a good question. So now we're going on maybe three weeks or a month where where the the um, the formation has changed. And his role has changed within that formation. Did he? Did, was there one game that he sat out, and then and then when he came back, we were playing this three. Kind of, he plays, he subs, he gets subbed out. When we first played Pedraza, he came in for Pirano in the 58th minute, right, at El Paso in a game, a tie game against a division against a playoff opponent. Do you think that Marcinas? Trying to figure out the best place to have him, and the and the like. Do you think that there's a he's reached maybe a uh, a lull or a plateau? A little bit. Kind of like when, like you know when you uh I've never really been into weightlifting, but but I I know like for a one time you know you you get stronger, 
you know, pretty quick and you see improvement and then there's a certain point where you plateau and then you kind of lose interest in, or at least I lost interest. Do you think that's kind of what we're seeing? <laughs> I don't think Christopher Piranha's lost interest, but I don't know. All right, what is it? You don't, I think he's got some kind of a knock. He's always grabbing that leg. And, I mean, he gets hit a lot. He gets hit in all different ways. <laughs> I wondered if against, angles. I I wondered if it was we didn't want him to be playing too much, but it's been a month now, like you say, that he's subbed here, subbed there, and you think, oh, he's he's giving him a game off. Like Luis Solnyak got Saturday night off. Yeah, because we had a lot of games. Pirano played Wednesday, so maybe it was a night off. Maybe that's all it was. But but Pedroza works on the right with his left foot, and Pirano works on the right with his left foot. So what are we gonna do? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Our two, Gallegos is great, but Pirano and Pedraza are both kind of in, it's like two point guard problem. Who do you start, or what's going to happen? Yeah, so we're, like, uh, we've got, like, a Westbrook and Harden guy. Like, two, can't, two guys can't have the ball all, all the time. Yeah, and I, that's what I used to say about Pirano and Gallegos, so maybe it's cliche now, but they really are both left-footed scorers. And the last two games, those were our two right forwards. It was Pirano and Pedraza. Yeah. And they were both great. Well, no, Pirano didn't really do that well out there, to be honest. You know, um, I think he was fairly active this game. But the no, the Wednesday game he was active too. He scored that goal, right? Uh, Pirano, didn't Pirano score on Wednesday? He had maybe the goal of the week. Yeah. And he had an assist. Yes. But he wasn't involved in the minute-to-minute game. So... He's kind of isolated out there. He de- he definitely gets more touches on the ball when he's central. Yeah, right. I do you think that's his bet where he needs to, that's his best position? Well, that's where I like him because I just like seeing him have the ball. Whether or not he's whether or not that's best for our team, yeah. that's a different question. And I I think it's hard to say right now because I mean we're still winning. It's a different we're playing different, but with different personnel. If well, PC is there. Okay. If PC is there, I want um, Pirano with him. In the middle? Yeah. I haven't seen him play center midfield. No, I don't mean there. I'm sorry, like, as the, as the, as the, the forward, like, playing, playing up top. Okay. Like, well, if, like if, when we were playing with Haravo and PC, yeah. Pirano would be, under, like, above them. I know, but we have been playing three forwards. Right, I guess for, back then we were playing two forwards. For right. If the playoffs started tomorrow and we were playing a game that mattered, who would you put on the right forward? Your love crush or the young player of the year? Pirano. Ooh. Pirano plays. You're benching the brace boy. You're, what are you going to do with You're him? You're testing my love. Um, either play him on the left or um, either play him on the left or he comes in in the, comes in in the 50th minute or 60th minute and like and then maybe Pirano gets in the middle, like because if he's coming on, then we need you know to press and to, and like Pirano can go back and get the ball and then drive at people. Man, it's a good problem to have. Sure, and hopefully Marcina's thinking about it just like we are. We're not talking about like all these guys suck. Who do we play? We are talking about so so. And then there, there's a like we're getting to a point now. There's we only have two games left. Most of the other teams in our um, division have three games left. And in the rest of the Western Conference, it's it's down to two teams that we're going to play. We're either going to play El Paso or New Mexico. We play Saturday night at Tulsa. Yes. 
and then we play October 4th at Austin. They moved that game because I thought about, like, I wonder if we could get tickets and go up on to Austin and watch them on a Friday night, but they moved it to Sunday. So why can't we go on a Sunday, Clayton? Yeah. Sunday, anyway. October 4th. We play Austin. That could be spicy because they're fighting for the playoffs. Yes. And then we're going to play against two. The playoffs would be the week after. And we're also fighting for best overall record. In the, in the, there's one team yeah. that can finish above us. Reno can finish above yeah. us, and I think they're the only one. Maybe, um, maybe New Mexico. Yeah, those are the only two teams that can finish above us. So, I mean, if we finish with the top, we're hosting all the way through, and then Pittsburgh would be the team in the East that's leading right now. So, like, if we were to play in the soccer bowl against Pittsburgh right now, they would host. If th- anyone else, we play here. Yes, that'd be cool. So, anyway, so. But it's down to one of two teams that we're playing, right? It's it's a matchup. New Mexico or El Paso? Yes. Those are and, good teams. And we've already played one of them. And they beat us. So <laughs> here's a question looking forward. Um, do, like, you know, we looked our worst against them. Well, I don't know if you can say that. But, it was an um, even game. They got a winner. Yeah, but, like, we're not used to the other team having the ball all the time. We're not used to another team having that many chances. We weren't. Um, yes. What's your question? How how do we play? How do we play? Do we do we play the same way against them? Same formation? I would really. Uh, okay. How about Pedrazo and Solnyak up top, two forwards. Gallegos and Pirano come back. I would go five three two. I'd have, those two guys are money forwards. And then Pirano and Gallegos as attacking mids. And PC. PC man, behind. You got it. You got it. PC. He, so you're having to ask a lot. Yes, exactly. Like, and we and we've seen him be very good up like higher up the field. Maybe Gorski because he's a defender. So you're basically having a three man. You're basically having a back four sweeper. I mean, one one thing is clear. Gorski has a role, right? Gorski's oh, yeah. not going to the bench. He's no. either he's either been in our back line yes. or in the midfield all the time. And then. You got and, I, and no complaints about that. He, like, how many times have we gone, Gorski? Like, I, I, I can't remember so that. I, I'm saying old school four four two, Clayton, because there were moments on Wednesday night when we saw Hunter Gorski in his spot at stopper and Gallegos gone, and all of a sudden you had a four man diamond in the back. Yeah, you got Smith and Maloney in the '80s. They would have been mid outside mids. Get to the end line, cross it in. Smith and Maloney, that's what they do. They get up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. And then you got your two attacking mids and your two forwards. And there you go, 4-4-2. Four, four, mm-hmm. But you know what? We've seen our... We've never played that. We've seen never. Maloney and and uh, and uh, Blake Smith most forward when we played with the two forwards, right? Yes. Huh? No, lately, actually. You think so? I See, think I think opposite, have. but... I mean, I'm sure, right? could, I'm sure we could go map it. You know, you we might go be find right. Those. You might be right. I I saw them attacking more and more the better we got, and then with the formation change, we've gone back to them being. Not it, up as it's much. kind of almost like a psychological. It's like ah, there's three up front. You know, like they've got it up there. Good for like three. Let their th- let our three take on there, and that's what you said. It kind of looks like it kind of looks like three, and then one guy coming up behind to try to get a knockdown or something, and it's those four attacking, and then everybody else has been back lately, yeah. right? Big gap in the middle. Yeah, not enough players in the middle, but it's working. I'm not saying we're bad. I just fear, I fear us getting overrun in the middle. Oh, that's what, I hate when I see that in soccer because that that drives me crazy. I'm a solid spine guy. Yeah, you know, like old school, like 
you know, I want my solid spine. Yeah, and, and, and you're not going to be – if you beat me out wide, well, that's fine because that's there's nothing dangerous out wide. The goal's in the middle of the field. You know, well, I know, I know. El Paso beat us out wide. They did. They have the they have the Mexican national team guy. Yes, and American. Yes, U.S. national team. Yes, That's right. He abused us out left. He did. And whoever's out there, Sarge is good, and Yarrow's good. Or no, they they moved Tanner over there just to deal with his big butt. Right, and then Tanner got fell into that trap because, and you know what, Tanner was trying to send a message that game, right? Yeah. And like he just, it just we got burned by it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so um, going back to the scheduling, so we have those games, and then SAFC sent us something today that the playoff game will either be the weekend of the Friday, Friday through Monday, the tenth through the thirteenth, or something okay, like that. That's 10th, what I figured. They sent an e- they sent an email, and they don't know when it exactly it's going to be yet. But we are playing one of those two te- two teams in the playoffs um, at our place. Because they were at, they they were asking if you wanted tickets, so you got to get oh, on, got to get on really? it. Yeah, got to get on it. Jose Gallegos, the winning goal put us in the playoffs, and here we are. Yeah, man, you know, and it's a good place to be. What do you want to see? Um, formation wise, moving forward. Oh, uh, we're talking about next week and such. You know, um, I'd like to see consistency going into going into the playoffs. So we have these next two games. They're they're gonna they're gonna be good tests because Tulsa's fighting for the number two spot, and Wait, Austin's Austin. fighting for the number two spot, and we're we're fighting for home field advantage. So there's something to play for all all both these games, and and that should be. But what I want to see is cons, a consistent so that when we get into the playoffs, there's no um there's no surprises. There's no what is what is your role? What are we gonna come out in? Let's be consistent for the next th- for the next two games. What I don't like about this three forward thing is I find myself just distractedly thinking about like, like you said, we just need more people in the middle, <laughs> and I can't fault a player. There's no one I could point out and say like, Gorski played. I think we've played well. Like, Pirano when he's out on the right wing, I can't tell him to hustle more or dribble more. Like, it just kind of puts us in a place where it's got to work. And you it, just don't like what you see. There's, and it's nobody's fault. Trying hard doesn't help a lot. It's like, it's going to work or it's not going to work, and and, it, and we might score. But if we don't, it's not because they're not trying. Right. And if you've just got numbers in the middle, at least you can kind of say, work your butt off, you guys. But when they're outnumbered three and four on two. There there are times when, I, when I've looked up like and scanned the field. When 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 one of our guys in the back has the ball, yeah. and I keep waiting for someone to come back in, into the picture and like receive the ball, and they're not there. <laughs> and, but it but it's not like someone's not doing your job exactly. Like that's just not the way we're built right now. That's not, not the right way we're now. designed. I don't. But that and that worries me. That causes me trepidation because, like, maybe we love. Maybe it's we've just been conditioned to see you know the Modriches of the world and the the guys. Let the Makaleles of the world come and get the ball out of the the middle, and then you know spray it around and march the ball up the field. That's not really what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're we've only got one loss. It's going great. I don't even really care if we win the championship, Clayton. I honestly don't care. But I just want to see us playing our best soccer come playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to go into the playoffs 
feeling like we were better a month ago. And right now, I feel like we were better a month ago. And like, even with your man crush, like uh, as a team, we were we were more solid. We had to change things, and that was a lesser thing because of personnel that we lost out on. Right, and that's beyond everyone's control. So I'm not blaming anyone. Yeah, that's not a. I mean, like injuries happen. It's just like we looked like dominators a month ago, and now I'm just worried that. And it, we're not. We're not a huge professional club that has played the same way for generations. <laughs> where it's like you have the backups in each position to that the format is not going to change. You're going to put just another piece in there. That that's may not true. Be that's good perspective. But I do think Marcino looks like he's here to stay. I don't know. Maybe he's a young, ambitious Canadian, and he'll leave. But I think we'll keep him as long as we can. Well, and just the nature—the nature nature of this league is very transient. You know, we have a firm fickle. I could see him staying here. Like we'll keep him as long as he'll stay. Yeah, I mean, if he leaves, it's going to be because he gets a better opportunity. I I think his family has has been here for a while since, like, when he left. Um, I think his family stayed here, like when he went and coached. You know what what I'm saying? Like so. Anyway, so um, you know what? Our new podcast service is free, so we really don't need the services of our sponsor, Trevino Tile. But I deleted. But that's just me being silly. Yeah, because he's still our sponsor. Of course. Free kicks? Do you have a free kick, Clayton? Yeah, I do. It's brought have... to you by Trevino Tile. I, I Three do. generations of tile. TrevinoTile.com. We recorded an ad for him at the game, and I somehow deleted it because I'm a dumbass because of our new free podcast. You know what? There'll be another chance for him because we have a playoff game to go to. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yes, my free kick is this. So after the game on Saturday, I was waiting up um, and just couldn't fall asleep, and I watched the San Diego Loyal... Beat beat the Fe- beat Phoenix Rising Whoa. three to two in a spectacular game. Hat trick from a name uh, d- you, that you know, um, Rubio Rubin. Um, for people that don't know who Rubio Rubin is, he's only twenty four. Really, I know that. Sh- yes, exactly. <laughs> he's been on the U.S. soccer landscape for years, um, and. And he's gotten seven caps for the national team. He's scored a few goals. I mean, his travels have taken him. He's played in Mexico. He's played in the Dutch uh, top league. He played in another league in Europe. Um, And now he's playing in USL League 2. He scored a hat trick in his first game for Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal. Can USL be a springboard for someone like Diego Rubin, or for Rubio Rubin? Yeah, like Jerome Kizavetta. Haven't seen him play for Inter Miami, and they just signed Gonzalo Higuain. But yeah, it's a refuge. You know, can he get back to the national team landscape from from the San Diego Loyal? Maybe, but it's a big ask. But he can get his career resuscitated. He was from Tijuana, right? I don't know his entire backstory, but I know he went over to Europe like at a really young age. Yeah, he had played in Tijuana either. Most recently or earlier in his career, just like uh, the little DC United winger who's a favorite of Greg Berhalter. What's that little hard worker's name? Um, you know who I mean? Ariola. Yeah. Paul, Paul Ariola. Paul Ariola. Another Tijuana. Because a lot of the San. That's why he's in San Diego loyal. Here are Yuki Suzuki, who works for the Houston Dynamo, is from San Diego. All those guys are from San Diego, and they go play in Tijuana. Because yeah. there's no San Diego team. Right. And so Ariola. Yeah, Rubina is, is more or less a San Diego guy, they right? They both played in Liga MX 
for that team because the Mexican team would give him opportunities. You know, it seemed, it's, it's a way for him to kind of catch his breath, kind of come home, yeah. figure things out. Like, uh, I th- he had a real bad injury at one point in time and was out for an extended period of time. He had a knee injury or a hip injury, something like that. And, like, he was scoring a lot of goals in the Dutch, I saw in the Dutch era de visa or whatever it's called. He played against Colombia. I remember it. He's a good player. Yeah, and he, I mean, he scored goals for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Anyway, I was just, and I was sitting there, and I didn't see any of his goals. I didn't turn it on until the second half, but I saw the highlights of them, and they were just these, like, I've played at a different level finishes, huh. you know, like, just calm, cool, just side netting, side netting, like, you know, and no big deal. And, like, it's, it just seems like a good move, you know. I'd forgotten that he's from there, you know, and, and like, I was like, you know what? That's, this is free kick worthy right here, you know. I'm wishing <laughs> this guy the best. I'd love to see, you know, like, hey, I saw this guy pay, play on ESPN Plus, you know. Right. like I, I mean, mean, if it wasn't for Corona, you were supposed to go see the loyal play. That's right. It could have been you. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so that's my free kick. Matthew, what you got? Good one. Did you see who made the uh, Italian Serie A team, Serie A team of the week this week? Clinton? I did. I did, Matthew. And I did not watch the game because I don't think it was on ESPN+. Plus. But Weston McKinney, sure who did. we've talked Center about. Center midfielder, comma, Juventus. Yeah. We have an American. I mean, our buddy Tanner fired off with, yeah, he'll, he'll be on the bench on Juventus. And... You know, I didn't doubt that he probably wouldn't you start. You took that as a swipe, didn't you? I knew yeah, you'd take a little offense to that. Of course. I knew he'd be on the bench plenty, but the first game of the year for Andrea Perlo, Weston McKinney from da- well, FC Dallas product started the game, played 90 minutes. Not only did he play, he almost scored a goal, almost scored another goal, and made the team of the week in the Serie A in Italy. What? I mean, that's just awesome. It's it's a pretty amazing how far we have come Oof. that um that an American kid that's twenty two years old twenty three years old is starting for one of the most fabled clubs in the on the entire planet like Juventus say what you want about Christian Pulisic playing in Chelsea yes Chelsea but Chelsea doesn't have the history that Juventus mm. does um mm. you know uh, why wow, you just put him in the same sentence. Well, Pulisic. Well, you know, we've talked about who has the best situation of all the American, and it was like, oh, Pulisic for sure, Pulisic for sure. I think McKinney may have jumped him. If he keeps playing games, giving high fives to Cristiano Ronaldo. And before Pulisic, we would have said Tyler Adams probably, right? Like, And did you watch the highlights of Weston McKinney? I did get to see him. No. Oh, you've got to watch. He's just a beast, man. I mean, we've talked about that before. He is... Like Physically. he has this baby face, and he looks like a <laughs> he looks like a kid. But then when you see him, he's thick. He's he's he almost looks pudgy. Yeah. But then you see him, and you're like, man, he's just a big boy, and he's just he attacks. He 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 attacks every ball in the air. He's gonna be great in Italy because he is like physically strong in the air. He has two or three slide tackles that I texted you about. He comes through on the slide tackle like an old school '80s player, just. Feet straight out like, as far as you can. Like Gattuso or Maldini, like, you know, just No, I mean athletic 10-yard slide tackles that are just like, oh, he is getting whoever is between him and the ball right now. And it's refreshing to see that, to see just body on the line. Did you know that he was a running back in high school? No, I can't believe that he even played football. That's, he that, did. That's fascinating. And that's why he's the guy, he's the man Well, he's right not from me. Dallas, right? Like, his family moved there. 
for yeah, him. I want to say Alabama or Mississippi. They moved there for soccer purposes. Yes, right. But he also played football, and you can see it in his body. He and just then he, he came to that point where he was going to have to decide whether or not to sign a contract with them and then let MLS own him. And he went and then, to Europe. And I think maybe he had seen the way that the the MLS treats, treats some of those guys, yeah. you know, like Jeff Cameron, like Clint Dempsey. Kellen Acosta. Yeah, roughly you know, contemporaneous. If he had signed with MLS, where would he be right now? He might be a starter on FC Dallas. He'd be wherever MLS wanted him to be, basically. Yeah. And instead, he's on Juventus, playing with Ronaldo. Like, it's exciting. And think about the guts that that takes, you know, like, as a family to, you know, just go ahead and, you, like, all right, we're putting all our hopes on this. You know, like, we've moved from one state to another. We're not for this, you know, like, there's no telling what they promised them or gave them to try to get them to come there and then like and then you know eschewing them and then going over to Europe and taking your chances hmm you also get paid well it's worked I'm glad it's worked seems like a good dude so I'm happy so that is um yeah that's something that's exciting especially since we're gonna have to watch more Italian soccer than we have over the last because the, the peacock, peacock is that is that something we even want to get into now <laughs> yes I mean, the pe- fuck the peacock. There we go. I mean, it's That's just, it. you know, and like, I, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just not. They're not gonna. I, I can watch like, enough soccer. I love soccer. I don't love that soccer specifically. I agree. Like, I understand when a station puts the extra games on a pay station and says, "Hey, this wouldn't be on your TV, so you've got to pay extra to watch these games." Because Everton, I mean, uh. Man, use on. So the other game you have to pay to see. But when you just don't have anything on your TV right. and you're showing nothing. Well, and I thought it was because they had the Tour de France going this nope. weekend and the U.S. Open, and those are NBC events. Yeah, I thought maybe it was that, and then you corrected me. You're like, hell no, man. They want your six dollars, dude. Do you see it now? Like the game on Monday. Well, and ESPN's done this. And you know what? We would if if NBC wasn't doing this with the Peacock. We could maybe be having this same um, conversation about ESPN and the German League because they only showed one game on regular ESPN stations. They showed like cornhole on, you know, like <laughs> instead of instead of showing like the the Dortmund game. Oh, but I didn't get the impression that ESPN was going to have the German League. I got the impression that ESPN Plus had the German League, and the games that are on ESPN. Clayton, you can watch on ESPN Plus. Yeah. So it's on both. That is true. When it's on the Peacock, it's not on the fucking NBC. And when it's on NBC, it's not on the fucking Peacock. Well, you know what? So I can't get Peacock and not get cable. And I can't get cable and not get the Peacock. I have to pay the Peacock. Yes, it's not. I I gave up. I tr- I looked into it and I just like, you know what? Not only are they making it. not only are they screwing me over, they're also making it confusing on how they're screwing me over. Yeah. And so and so that's double F you. They really Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm a hundred percent with you boycotting it, just like But oh, with that being lights. said, I'm going to watch Italian yes. soccer yes, and, I'm going to wa- and I'm gonna watch German soccer. I'm gonna I'm watch you. all of it. I'm with you. You know what? And 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 it's made me realize about my I do love the it's not just the names and the 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 marketing, it's it's the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I want to watch Chelsea, so that's going to hurt me because of Pulisic. I won't miss the English league. I'll watch the games that are on TV. I hope you're right, though, that maybe they're just trying to drum up subscriptions, and in a month it'll go back to normal. But when there's a game on Monday at 2 o'clock, 
and it's not on NBC Sports. Wolves Manchester City yesterday was it's on, on the Peacock. It, couldn't watch it. Would have been a great game to watch. Like when I got off work, There's I can't. I went. And I took my work clothes off, and I was gonna get on. The, I, and I, I could not believe that they didn't have a Monday two o'clock game on NBC. And what was on NBC? Um, NHL uh, guys playing NHL uh, on the Sega or some shit like that for like for a championship. It was video hockey. Video was games. A, video games was on TV. Watching other people play video games. Yep. That's like more boring than actual video games. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you're finally with me. So anyway, so we've got an away game on this Saturday and an away game next Sunday. So that's where we'll be. I'm traveling abroad, so next week, TBD, okay? Okay, for sure. I will watch those games, but I don't know about recording a podcast. For sure, but that was good conversation tonight. Jordan, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> good night, Jordan.